I didn't even try for real. I was just kind of like, if I just show up, that's enough for them to be like, okay, you're in. And they were just like, no. <laughs> oh, I definitely showed up and showed out. And they were like, honey, you will never be in. And I was like, you know what, though? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Not with y'all. Because, like, there's a ton of other people who actually like me. And that's what I'm saying, like, What is up? Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the first recorded episode, video recorded episode of Gentrification Podcast. We I'm Gloria Dean. I'm Sunny Carter. Um, and y'all kind of know what we are about. We like to drink cocktails, check in with each other, we read articles, and then we come together to discuss them. Um, we live states apart, so it's kind of the way that we keep our friendship. What are you drinking, friend? Tell us. <laughs> um, I'm just having like a gin spritzer, honestly. Okay. So just a little bit of uh, gin, about one and a half ounces, a half ounce of raspberry syrup, and then just filling it to the top with some club soda. Nice. And what you got over there on the rocks? I just have just some bubbles. I told myself I would be stopping, which I am giving it up for Lent. Don't even laugh. Y'all see her trying to laugh. Uh, but yeah, since the time is running out, I just figured go out with what I love, bubbles. <laughs> All right. Uh, sister, check in. How are you doing? Oh, my bad. Clearly my bad. moving I'm too fast moving. yet again. <laughs> that is the theme of my life. Uh, yes. If you want me to start for a sister check in, I have been moving too fast, y'all. Like had a little, not even a little, I had a car accident, I've um, broken a TV, I've gotten a boot on my car, I've broken glasses, it, I've broken rings, like, y'all know how much I love my rings, I've broken rings, and so, <sighs> the struggle has been real, and so part of what I've been trying to do is slow down. Um, really take my time like if you don't need to do it don't don't even try to make it happen just just chill out a little bit and what find some sage <laughs> yes yes that's still on the list i'll make sure i get that taken care of probably today <laughs> <laughs> definitely need to burn some sage i yeah. am cool i have made a few different career moves so we'll see how those work out um yes. i'm updating things for pearl New cat tower, new litter box. I was trying to decide if I want to do it like the black parent way. Like I used to like go to school and come home and our house would be completely different. Like sometimes yeah. <laughs> my mom would have like switched our rooms around. Like no, nah, now I want the girls in the front and the boys in the back or some <laughs> like literally. So I'm like, am I just going to like lock her in the bedroom and just go ahead and switch everything and be like, deal with it. Or am I going to like, you know, do it the way all the advice <laughs> columns. Give them a chance to get used to the new one. Put the new <laughs> one by the old one so that their scent can be on it and let them get acquainted. Cats get anxiety when things change. And I'm like, you know, Pearl, she'll have a fit. She'll tell you how she feels. So just don't even, don't do, just let her get adjusted. Give her, a, I said, give her a day or two. 
let her get adjusted, then take it up. Yeah. I mean, the litter box one is more important to me than anything else because we're not having no feces and no urine around the house mm-hmm. except for in the litter box and the toilet. So definitely, um, I'll be a little bit more patient with that. And I did see like the little cat tower. She tried to get in a bowl today and it kind of started leaning and I was like, Shh. Oh, oh, don't do Pearl. Just let her keep the big one. No, the big one looks so ghetto. The big one is so ghetto. That's the only thing. It's it's so ghetto. It's nothing. I mean, I I could probably find some twine and rewrap it. Yeah. I'm not doing all that. No. The tower is here. She's gonna adjust. I want her to have a smaller tower. Um, oh, don't do pearl like that. Like it's not. Oh even- my god, y'all in this cat. She is a whole cat. She's the only cat I'll ever like or love. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> She's over here like rolling her eyes. She's mad because it's time for the movie recording. <laughs> nice. All right, well, we can jump into the topic. You want to start? All right, yeah, sure. So the first article that we'll start with, um, the title is Four Secrets to Making and Keeping Friends as an Adult, According to Research. And this article was by... um, was written, shoot, lost my words right there. Sorry, this article was written by Kelly Gonzalez. And um, I like this article because it, like, brought up things that I didn't really think about at first. Like, we can just go straight down the line. It's just four. But the first one was pretty straightforward. It says friendships don't happen organically. And, yeah, that that's true. Unless, like, you spending a lot of time with the person, like, say y'all have a class together or y'all, like, work together, then it t- develops because you guys have, like, invested that time. But it's not too often that you just, like, walking around the store or something and somebody say, hey, let's be friends, and then y'all just take off into the sunset together. So um, <laughs> I like that this one just lets you know that you're going to have to put in work once you decide, yes, you do want to have new friends or start making friends and you have to be intentional about what kind of friends you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, I have had a few organic friendships. I will say though, like I have had people like where it's just like with groups of friends, like two different groups of friends meet and like you find somebody on the the other group that's like you, you know, like, Everybody at the house party and like, oh, so you're also coming back here to pet the dog with me? What's up? <laughs> like, clearly yeah. we match. Like, you know, and then I have like some friends that I know, like their personalities. I'm like, I know y'all will be instant friends. Like, you know, like live and stuff like that. I was like, I knew, I knew y'all would get along, like yeah. stuff like that. So I feel like some organic friendships do happen, but I definitely do feel like you have to put in the work. Like when I first moved to Denver, like, I moved there with some other people from Mizzou, luckily. So I wasn't like completely isolated because it was other people from Mizzou. But like none of us, well, I had not hung out with any of them at Mizzou. I just hung out with people that knew of them. And they're like, oh, I have a friend that's moving to Denver too. So that summer we were all still in Como. So it was like, oh, I'm moving to Denver. So am I cool? We should reconnect when we get there type thing. 
So we started building a friendship, but also like some of them were like on Bumble looking for friends, straight up, like not romantic, like straight up looking for friends. Yeah, I've I've been on the friend side of Bumble before and I, especially when I went to the island, which didn't really find much there anyway, but you were just like, I just, you know, want to see what's out there, see people who are, you know, looking for these intentional friendships. And I didn't have as much luck as I thought I would have. Um, I think it's easy to, like, strike up conversation. But like they said, the friendship part, like, when you're really trying to be friends with somebody, that's something that you guys, like, have to continue to work at. It's not like if you drift apart, you know, especially in a very, very new friendship, if you drift apart for six, seven months, it's not going to very easily come back together after all of that time. Like, you pretty much start from scratch every time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I have some friends. I feel like me and my friends always kind of, like, pick up where we left off. But, like, it's kind of like a... I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, like, we just, like, go through phases where we like don't talk as much, don't have as much time. And then when we catch up, it's like, we spend like four hours on the phone catching up. Like, and then it's like, Oh man, we've been on the phone for like a few hours now go live life. (laughs) So I definitely have had that. And then like, you know, I have some friends, like people who like will invite me to their wedding and Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, we didn't leave on bad terms. And, like, you know, like, we didn't beef ever. Like, we were school. We were friends at one point. Like, I haven't spoken to you in years. Like, I'm going to be one of them people at your wedding that you, like, maybe have told a story or two to your spouse about, remember, this is my friend Dita. Blah, 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 blah with me. And it's like, oh, yeah, I heard. Okay, cool. And then I it's like, like right after college that that happened a lot. Like a lot of people, like people that got married right after college, they were like, "Here, you're invited. You're invited. You're invited." And it wasn't that you weren't like good friends with them. It was just like, okay, cool. Like you're trying to make sure you got all your numbers in. Like you don't want nobody to feel left out. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I, I mean, you know how I feel about weddings in general. Like I'll go to them, but if it's you know. All in all, I think the biggest gift you can give to a bride and groom is to save them the money of buying a plate for you. So, because it ain't cheap. Yeah, let me tell you, that's definitely something that I see in my near future, like a wedding and just, you know, looking to see what's out there, what the prices are like. (laughs) That's not something you can just plan overnight. You got to save and take your time. Yeah, I uh, I know how I know what I want to do for my wedding already. Yeah, and you already know I'm going to have my mountain wedding. Like I will be in the yeah. mountains getting married. Although, yeah. like the bears aspect, look, that's a whole other tangent. Stick to the script. <laughs> Stick to All the right, script. number two, number two. So number two on this list of four secrets to making and keeping friends as an adult is to secure a budding friendship you need to keep showing up and it's like literally physically keep showing up. Um, We do a really great job that even though we can't physically be together, we make sure we see each other's faces on a pretty consistent basis. Yeah. Um, At least once a week. 
Yeah. Don't <laughs> me that mug. <laughs> like that is definitely something that uh, you have to you have to do. And I think it was really interesting because they had a um, a little bit about a, some an experiment that took place that they asked strangers to secretly go into a class. And it was the person that attended the most classes that people actually liked the most at the end when the students had to vote on the person they liked. So just, you know, putting yourself in that space, putting yourself in that same place as them. You know, the conversation might be a little dry at first. It might be like, you know, still picking through to figure out where you have those common spots. But just show up. I mean, yeah. I definitely think showing up is important. I mean, I have my sister is always very sassy about this because I don't know why she's a hater. But <laughs> you know, every morning I send out my good morning texts. Yeah, and it's like some mornings some people don't say good morning back. But then like other mornings, like my friend is like, I love that like you consistently send them, and it makes me feel bad to go to my text and then see like you said good morning like three times and I didn't respond, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not an <laughs> asshole, and I'm like, no, nah, it's all good, like. I don't want yeah. you to feel like you get kicked off the list or clipped if you don't respond a certain amount right. of times or something like that. But it's just like, just reminding people like, hey, what's up? You know, like, hope you have a good day. Just yeah. like not on any, like, just on some friends stuff. Because like, I hope people have good days. Even people I don't know. Like, because if you've ever had a shitty day, nobody wants that. And no. I wouldn't wish that for anybody, even my enemy. Like, don't have a bad day. Just have a good day. So, like, I definitely feel like just saying good morning is, um, you know, a good way to keep in touch. And, like, I have a lot of friends that live in different states. And, like, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just, it's kind of like people, when they say, like, you know, ask people how they're doing sometimes. Because they may not have anybody else in their life. You know, they may not have anybody else just, like, saying good morning when they wake up. Yeah. Like, I've had mornings where I woke up and immediately there were emails and text messages work on my phone and I was like okay so like I'm not even out of bed <laughs> right let's take a step back Good I don't morning. understand what's happening how you doing <laughs> like and that, that's another thing like with my work emails or even when I write love letters like my babe was like okay he was like <laughs> You start off with all the letters saying, like, you know, I hope this letter finds you good, well, and in good spirits. And I'm like, yeah. because I do. Like, I hope that you're reading it. Like, even if it's like you reading it when I'm gone, I hope you're like not crying reading it. I hope you're like her crazy ass in these letters. Like, and you're like mm -hmm. laughing or reminding yourself of it. So it's just kind of like emails at work. Just mm -hmm. like, hey, how are you? Even if I'm not saying anything like negative, I'm, like there's a whole shit sandwich thing, you know, where you say something nice, right. <laughs> tossing on the shit and ending on something nice. There you go. And then there's just the, like regular, hey, how are you? I've attached my resume to this email. Thanks for, you know, let me know if you have any questions, whatever. But just saying, hey, how are you in emails? Like, because sometimes at work, somebody could have went that whole day with people just barking stuff at them and not even asking, how are you? Or, hey, good afternoon. Like, I don't know. I just think saying hello to people and like greeting people is is very nice. Like it's like a olive branch. I like that. I I used to be really good about sending out messages on Fridays. Like if you know me, Friday is like one of my favorite. Well, pretty much my favorite day of the week. And so I used to whose always favorite day of the night is Friday. You know, some people like Saturday. Some people like 
There's a whole restaurant called TGIF. My favorite day of the week is Friday. And what I would do is I would send out like some type of encouraging message, you know, nothing long or crazy, but just something encouraging. And I stopped. And one day, like probably like a year or two later, one of my friends was like, I really miss you doing that. Like that was something that really, and I didn't think much of it. Cause sometimes, like you said, people don't respond. So you just like, okay, I'm just, you know, talking to myself here. So it's good. But I think about that a lot. And it's like that little bit of encouragement go a long way for people right now. So that's cool. Yeah, my sister was talking smack. She's like, don't send me your copy and paste it. Good mornings. But the minute I don't send her good morning, she's what's wrong with you? I didn't get a good morning text. (laughs) Oh, you missed them? I I wouldn't have known. (laughs) All right. Number three, uh, being likable is a self-fulfilling prophecy. I definitely believe that. I walk into every room still like I'm the shit. I know that I am. And I know that I'm very likable. Like, if I want to be mean and I don't want somebody to like me, I know how to do that very well. But if I want people to like me, oh, it's super easy for me to do. And it's not ass-kissing at all. Like, yeah. I'm a class clown type of person. So, <laughs> I'm going to just make people laugh. Like, yeah. that was my problem in college when I used to, like, skip class. Like, my professors would be like, you didn't show up to class. And I know it because there was less distractions. Like, I know you weren't there. Even though the attendant said you were here, you were not here. Like, there was no distractions. I got through my whole lecture. Where were you? Like, <laughs> I am, I feel like I smile a lot when people meet me. And so they always say, oh, you have such a warm and, like, inviting personality. Like, my anxiety is probably through the roof on the inside. But, like, you know, seeming like you just have that kind of confidence or just, you know, being excited to be in a new space and meet new people, I think is what I really, how I really feel or what makes it easier for me to do it. It, like you said, that's what helps you to make friends. If you come in like all shy and sitting off in the corner, which I did do that in college, but I mean, I didn't feel like it was going to make it to where I was completely isolated, but it actually did. And I just ended up stopped like being around or trying to join into that group. I was just like, well, but now that I like look at this article, I'm like, it's kind of my own fault because I didn't even try for real. I was just kind of like, if I just show up, that's enough for them to be like, okay, you're in. And they were just like, no. <laughs> oh, I definitely showed up and showed out. And they were like, honey, you will never be in. And I was like, you know what, though? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> not with y'all because like there's a ton of other people who actually like me and that's what I'm saying like the minute that I feel like somebody doesn't like me or somebody's being fake with me I'm probably the worst person on this planet I am probably the worst person on this planet to be beefing with because if we beefing I got you but at the same time like I like being cool with people my temper has changed a lot I mean we Initially, you know, yeah, I mean, I started here, from, I wrote down actually, started like, from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> we wrote, I wrote down like I'm the opposite sometimes. Like, I go into some situations assuming people won't like me, and yeah. I definitely remember, like, I don't even really remember like us first meeting, but I'm sure in middle school it was me on some very rude shit, like, oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I was always trying to like have things and do things to make friends like to have friendships on 
had parties. I did activities. And- We're not going to even bring up parties. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Doesn't matter. We're not even going to go down that path. But we did have a rocky start. And I think from, you know, all of these things on the list, it's how we grew our friendship. Being, you know, science nerds, we had a ton of classes together. Um, As we had those classes, we learned about each other, like, on personal levels. And it took off from there. Like, you know, we've, we've shown up and like you said, even if we didn't have people that liked us, we liked each other. So once we had our pair, we were good. <laughs> Honestly, like I knew enough. Like I, at a very young age, I learned like if, if there's like a group of ten girls and it's ten of us and we're all friends, two of y'all are my actual friends, and the yeah. rest of y'all bitches one day will go to hell. But. <laughs> I'm going to just chill and not, like, treat y'all any type of way. But, like, you know who, like, sleeping bag is next to your sleeping bag at the sleepover. Like, you know, if you only get one or two tickets or something, like, you know who coming, like, type deal. So, it's definitely those type, like, those types of things for me. Um, But, yeah. Number four was everyone's a little scared of rejection including a cool person you want to be your friend. And I don't know. I feel like, I guess. You guess? I I feel strongly yes on this one. And I can say that, especially when I went to college, it was such a new experience. I knew I wanted to make friends, but I was like trying to hardcore push against the opposite of the high like you know be friends with the cool kids and all of this stuff and harder a little bit harder to tell when you're in college but there are some really 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 beautiful women like in Miami and this girl kept coming to class she kept sitting by me kept talking about talking to me and I was just like I like you're nice and all, but I just don't really see us being friends. And she was just like, "Why not?" And I'm just like, "I don't know." Like in the real world, I just I don't see us going out shopping together. Like this, just bitch. This I don't want to be the ugly duckling. What do you mean? Like, even if I'm not ugly, there's certain like people who are cuter than you. Like, even if you like a ten, there's gonna be other tens. Who other people prefer? Like, and there are other women. I mean, I, I see some women, and I'm like, look, all right, like, beautiful, gorgeous. <laughs> Couldn't hold a candle to you, to be quite honest. I'm not gonna put myself even next to you. I'm sorry, and that may be very like, I don't know, like, <laughs> what is that? But I feel like their rejection actually pushed us to being friends. And we we did go out to the clubs and stuff sometimes, and I'm just like. I'm here to support you because other than that, like, girl, what is this? But it was, you know, I really felt that when a serious situation would happen, when something real would happen, when she got pregnant, you know, those were things that we were able to talk about because we really were friends, despite me being like, mm hardcore no from the beginning for me. And it still pushed through to something that was genuine. So, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't, I mean, I guess like the fear of rejection is a thing. I know that it's a thing. I just like, my thing is with rejection is that I don't take it well in a sense of like, I'm just like, mm, no, we're going to get it. So what do we got to do? Yeah. It's been a block. Like what? what's like the man, I, I, the man that I, I told. The remember that I was telling you about the guy who was like, "Oh, those flowers aren't for sale," and I was like, "Yes, they are. This is everything. I can buy your soul." <laughs> like, and I'm just like, I really be feeling that way. Like, everything's negotiable. Like, yeah. you can just have certain friends because, like, I feel like that because I have some fair weather friends mm-hmm. who I really couldn't care less about on so many levels. But like, every now and again, they'll be like, "Oh, where are you living now?" I'm like, I'm in St. Louis. Oh my God, I have a business trip in St. Louis. Let's grab some food. Okay, cool. We grab food, go out to dinner, cool. And then I don't hear from them for like three years. And then it's like, okay, cool. Like, I don't, and for me, that type of stuff makes me feel like not rejected. I'm just curious, like, what made you want to go to dinner with me though? Like, I, I feel like, Part of it is embracing the memories of a friendship that was good. And even if we can't, or like, even if we can't reminisce on all the crazy stuff we did in college or stuff that happened, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it's nice to just catch up. Like you said, just to have somebody say, well, how are you doing? You might want that moment to vent to somebody that's not as connected to everything that you have going on. So. It it works out in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah, it does. But uh yeah, I just have never been like really afraid of rejection. Like if somebody doesn't want to be my friend, honestly, mm-hmm. I always looked at it as like there's just something wrong with you. Cause yeah. I'm a really good <laughs> fucking friend. Like hands down. Like yeah. I don't stab people in the back. I don't talk yeah. shit behind people's back. Like I'm always rooting for my friends. Like I don't get jealous of my friends being successful. I don't get jealous of like my friends making moves in life. Right. Like, I may get jealous of my friends like having like, I don't know, an outfit or something that I like, but I'm not going <laughs> to like, like, I'm not going to do anything that's like, you know, horrible. Right. Because of jealousy. Like, I don't let that stuff eat away at me. Like, if anything, I'll make a joke and I'll tell them like, mm, I mean, that dress is cute. Probably would have been cuter on me, but you know, I guess you bought it first. <laughs> and that's just how I am. Like, yeah. And my friends who know me and people who know me are like, bitch, clearly you're just jealous. Like, and then we just move on from there. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, I don't think that like, I think it's important to talk about friendship. Honestly, like I didn't think about it initially, but like the uh, Shaquilla thing, you know, like that shows the importance of knowing your friends and building good friendships as an adult because it seemed like she went above and beyond to be friends with those people and did some of the, you know, some of the four things in this article and she still ended up getting rejected and that ended with her life being over, you know, like it's important to know how to navigate friendships and to be able to tell again, who's a fair weather friend and like who's worth going to bat for I feel like the rejection thing for me has happened before and I've been the type that maybe I didn't think the friendship was worth that much. So I was just like, cool. And then just go off and never try to come back. But 
now when I have those moments to meditate, to reflect, it does come up of we didn't close this chapter. We didn't like, you know, really have a proper ending to it. And that leaves a lot of questions for me. So like you said, if it's something that you're really determined to do, that's you you have to keep keep pushing forward despite the rejection that may come. So Yeah. I mean, when I think about it, I guess the rejection was only guys I wanted to date. <laughs> I don't really think any friends ever rejected me in a sense. Like Yeah. I've had friends who like would just like fall off the face of the earth and stop being my friend. I mean, yeah. but that was also like middle school and high school. And it was just like, whatever. You're, you're a Gemini, you're a Virgo. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I'm not concerned. <laughs> this is about you, not me, like, type deal. Don't you come at Virgos like that. Yo, y'all got real <laughs> attitude problems. People say Aquarius have attitude problems. I'm like, we ghost you. And so just do, leave it alone. So do Virgos. Yeah, but y'all ghost people and then y'all walk around with this arrogance of like, like you, if I'm ghosting you and you ask me a random question, oh, do you know of a good restaurant in this place? Sure, blah, 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 blah. And that's it. Y'all will do something to make a person feel like, no, I will not respond to you. Do you know what you did? I, do you know why I'm not talking to you? I'm sorry. Who's my are you? No. <laughs> I don't feel like that's just Virgos. I feel like that's a lot of people. But if I've ever identified that in myself, I definitely would be like, okay, you definitely can't do that because, yeah, it's just not right. But it, people gotta, <laughs> you know, do what they gotta do sometimes because, no, especially if we, I mean, it depends on who goes to who, too. But we're not even gonna go down that. <laughs> I mean, hey. But yeah, so that was the article. Those are the four things. Um, friendships don't happen organically. To be secure or to secure a buddy friendship, you need to show up. Being likable is a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then everybody is afraid of rejection. So take that plunge anyway. Exactly. Um, but what did you think about the NPR stuff? All right. So then we went into the how to make friends and accept the awkwardness. And this was by Julia Ferlin. And I liked this article slash, you know, um, what was this recording? Because it, it was like, it gave some really logical things to do. It was just like, Sorry, my computer started talking. Oh, um, what is that noise? <laughs> and it's it says like you know the first thing was to accept the awkwardness and assume that other people need friends too. So like you have to be vulnerable. You have to put yourself out there. You may not be their cup of tea, but it's just one conversation, and you never know unless you try. I think that when I read that, <laughs> I felt like awkwardness mm -hmm. is different based on race, honestly. Okay. Because I feel like there's a lot of awkwardness that I have to accept when I'm trying mm -hmm. to have cross-racial friendships. Like, there's an awkwardness of, like, you know, just their culture in general. 
Yeah. If you're not, you know, used to their culture, it could be awkward. I remember the first time I saw all the Jewish men wearing those little round hats. And I was like, what is this? Like, crack it <laughs> up. And they were like, yeah. I mean, and then it was like vice versa, though. And then my Jewish friend went to church with me and she saw a black person shouting. And she was like, what is this? <laughs> what do we and do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, it was that moment. Like, you have moments like that where you realize, you know, okay, it's awkward on both ends. Whenever there's a difference in culture, a difference Absolutely. in, like, any sort of mannerisms, even in, like, class. Because some people are very big on, like, family dinners and, like, oh, we got to go to my grandma's house and she wants us to wear this and we can't do that and all this types of stuff. And it's just like, yo, like... We eat in front of the TV sometimes, and we don't even talk to each other. Like, I don't know if we're cavemen or what, but, like, (laughs) that's how we do. Like, we don't always sit down at the table and set the table, like, with all the utensils. Like, if we eat pasta, we only put a fork on the table. Like, we don't. Why are we bringing out the spoons? (laughs) Like, so I feel like the awkwardness that you have to accept, like, is those types of things. And then it's like, also, you have to accept how they react to feeling awkward about your culture. Like, it's been a few times for both of us, I'm sure, in the room with a bunch of white people and something happens. Like, <laughs> like, and then you immediately just feel like, I need to retreat to the Blacks. Right? Like, yeah. I need to find every <laughs> Black nearby and we so that we can gather, like... When I lived in the dorms in Mizzou and the Mike Brown thing, like, happened. Like, all my roommates were, like, not black. And it was, like, okay, I'm trying to process this myself. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I also have y'all with, like, y'all trying to expel all your white guilt on me and have me be the judge, jury, executioner, saying, you're innocent white person or like you don't have to feel any guilt about being white friend like really no i can't deal with it (laughs) i need to process so like there are just moments i feel like the awkwardness is like both ways Mm. and i don't know about accepting it as much as like talking about it like and that's what i think i like the most about what she was saying it's like you know addressing it is important definitely and not just like letting it overwhelm you i love that so the second thing she said that remember that people will like you more than you think they will. And I mean, this is for all of the people with crazy anxiety, like myself, just in your head from the moment you start and you don't know what to do. Um, and even when it's over, you're replaying it. Like I said this, and this didn't make any kind of sense. Like what the heck? So, um, yeah, even in those moments, she said that um, they have something called the liking gap, which is that little voice in your head telling you that someone didn't like you, which is very much wrong. So don't listen to it. Like, you just have to ignore it. They'll come back around or you, you know, reach out again. If it's not going to work, you'll get the vibe pretty quick. Like, it's not something that it takes you long to figure out, but um yeah, you have to try, and once you make that connection, just be hopeful that it's a positive, positive connection. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I see this at work. Yeah, because <laughs> I work with a lot of black moms, mm-hmm. and they like to get upset about stuff. I'm not talking to you. Like literally, one of them got mad. Why did you leave my purse down there? Because it's your purse. You set it down under the table. Like, why would I touch it? Now, if I would have touched your purse without you saying it, now you mad like, no. You're like, 
It's like, I'm not talking to you. And it's like, okay, you're not talking to me, really? <laughs> yes, we you are. We work together. Come on now. Like, my cubicle's right by yours. Like, you don't have anybody else to laugh at these videos with. Like, you're talking to me. Like, whatever, D, get out of my face and I'm mad. I mean, you might be mad at me, but at the same time, like, are you actually gonna pass up talking to me about something? Like, we gossip about, like, Hollywood stuff. <laughs> like, I'm your outlet for that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have, like, little relationships with people where I feel like, you know, you bring certain things to their day. Yeah. Like, I have certain co-workers who frown all the time, but anytime I come around them, I always make them smile or laugh. No matter what. Either me going off on somebody or me doing something great. Like, <laughs> So I definitely feel like people like people. Yes. All right. Um, and the last thing I think, yeah. right? Invest in activities that you love. Mm-hmm. I think that's important because if you get friends like who don't like doing the same things you like doing, that makes us just so weird. It's like, how many times can I say no to going out <laughs> before you feel offended for real? Because I don't go to clubs. Really? Like, I it's don't. the club friends. <laughs> they don't want to take no for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, anytime I have friends, like, I just want to go dancing. I'm just like, no. <laughs> I try to, like, I try to make it so clear. Like, yeah, I've had a long day. <laughs> Exhausted. Like, they're the most persistent. It's like, yo, I'm not that person. And it's like, I want to go so bad. <laughs> but then it's like, if I go to the club with you, you want me to not be me. Come on, come out here and dance with me. No. <laughs> no. I will sit here and drink. <laughs> and that's what you're getting from me. I will sit here and drink. You drag me out of this club. It's very loud. There are people everywhere. Let me sit here and drink. That's what I want to do. Like, Goodness. you asked me to go to the club five times, <laughs> fifth times the charm. I finally came out. But when I go out with you to the club, baby, that's, Ooh, I, my, that takes care of the next few months. My favorite, Don't call me. My favorite thing, though, is letting them know I have a curfew before we even leave. All right, now, we're not going to be out all night. <laughs> I need to be home by 1 a.m. <laughs> They like the club is getting started. I don't care. You better find a place that gets going at 11 because I'm going to be ready to go home. <laughs> yeah, the first time that I woke up with glitter from a strip club, I was like, wow, Ooh. I have hit a new low. This is what the rappers rap about. <laughs> glitter everywhere. Like, literally. And I was like, looking at the clock, like, looking at the watch, and I'm like, uh, it's six o'clock. And I'm thinking like, or no, it was like seven or eight. And I'm thinking like, you know, AM, look outside, pitch black. No, PM, honey, you have slept the entire yeah. day. I was like, yeah, this is, I can't do it. I don't know how they live that way. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I mean, I did have my share in college. I went to college in Miami. So clearly, like, the club is what's happening. You have to go to the club. But as I got older, you turn more into a bar type of girl. And, you know, you can go out for an hour or two and then back home with, you know, time to spare to watch a good movie and go to sleep. And then it's like, you know, once you start working, 
You get the happy hour cruise. Yeah. Happy hour is excellent. Them my kind of people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Home in time for dinner. Got drinks for half off. What's the hate? Oh my goodness. I love a guy with happy hour. And then you just finish it off at home. <laughs> you know, like you finish up at home, like have a few drinks, like talk shit about what happened at work. That way you don't bring any work home yes. with you. Like there's so many pluses to happy hour. Like I, I can't, I can't begin. No, and I try to warn people, like if it's your birthday and you want to go to the club, cool. We gonna we gonna make it happen. But other than that, like you said, you gotten me maybe once or twice a year if it's not your birthday, like for real. Because of, like it's just so much. You gotta get dressed up. You got to get there. You got to wait in line. In Texas, they still have lines. Like, you have to wait. And I'm just like, it's cold outside. I could just go home. I don't even have to do this. I could literally go home, have my own drink, pick my own music, and do whatever I want to do. Like, but it's okay. Literally, um, yeah, I, there's just like a few things. Camping. Nope. Oh, friend, glamping. I don't even know why. And that's the thing. Glamping? That's This is a part about my friendships that I can't stand about people. <laughs> because people like to laugh at my pain. What? I'm one of those folks that when I have struggles, I'm very vocal about it. And it seems to be funny to others. So people will uh. love to take me camping. Because they love to hear me saying shit damn fuck about all the bugs and like being scared of all the bears and telling them how crazy they are because we are in the wilderness and it's not our habitat. Like, Man. I... You gotta get no, out there every hear. once in a while. If you go to the club every, once or twice a year, you can camp for once or twice a year. Like, come on. Absolutely not. <laughs> Completely different. Okay, what about glamping, though? I mean, glamp or just, like, stay at home <laughs> because I have the coziest... <laughs> apart oh like goodness. like i just feel like you know i mean or get a really nice hotel like with a spa fine. what's what what are we like what are we really yearning for in the woods it's grounding it helps you to release to relax like you're connecting so with nature what that was a hot stone massage. You like, don't connect with nature. nature when you do a hot stone massage, okay? Oh my God, Pearl just jumped up on her new tower. It's just wiggly. She loves it. <laughs> no, she hates it, and it's just not stable. She wants well. to show you how unstable it really is. <laughs> Literally. She's like, This is what you want to give me, this little bitty tower? Look at this. Can't even handle it. I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to hurt myself, and you got to take me to the bed. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is just going to end up being another tower and I'm going to have to replace yep. everyone. This is ridiculous. All right. All right. We're going to the next one. Yes. All right. It's okay to treat friendship as seriously as you would dating. And this one is a, it, it's kind of a big one for me because when you have those long lasting friendships they go through trials and tribulations and ups and downs and 
sometimes you have to take a moment and break up then you can get back together again like it really involves all of those all of that range of emotions and it's hard sometimes because like i said i have no problem to run away from a situation and just never look back but like I said, when you have those moments when you can sit and meditate and really think about your life, you wonder why didn't I follow up on that situation or why didn't I close that door properly? So you you really have to give it that serious level of attention as you would dating. I wholeheartedly disagree with this. What? Um, absolutely not. I'm sorry, you're not my mate. Uh... Like, you're not my mate. You're not going to get the same caliber of treatment as, like, my partner's going to get. It's just simply not going to happen. It sounds good to say it, Mm -hmm. but it's just simply not going to happen. Why? Because if husband or wife calls by friend, that's how it works. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and don't don't drag the real parasites' children into the mix. (laughs) And it's not saying that, you know that you would, you know, prioritize your friendship first. But it's just to understand that when you guys have those moments of disconnect, clear communication is what can help to repair it, just as you would in a relationship. I mean, yeah, communication is important in friendships. I definitely do feel that. Mm -hmm. But I think that, like, the level of how much I'm going to how much rope I'm going to give you is just with friends is like, just very like short because I don't expect a lot from people. Like, honestly, I feel like when my friends get married, it's like almost like they're a body rocket. It's like, all right, (laughs) hit me up whenever. When my friends have kids, they're really gone. They're like a genie in a bottle. Okay. I'll see you when I see you. Like, and when they hit me up, like I'm not mad or anything. It's like, cool. Like, but, like, that would never be acceptable for my partner. No. Oh, yeah. I would never give them that same leeway to just be like, oh, I, I have something going on, so I can't talk to you for the next three months. No, you can. And you will. Like, Yeah, and um, de- like, definitely not to that extent. But you do need to nurture your friendships. Like, if you don't put anything into them, you can't be surprised that, you know... It works both ways. You're not pouring into them. You haven't checked on them in months. You can't be mad when they reach out to you. Well, I'm mad at you because you never talked to me. It's working both ways here. So you have to nourish that friendship if it's genuine to you and it's something that you really want to continue to grow. I mean, I can see that. Pearl, what are you playing with? It's like, is it a spider or not? Uh, it's a bug. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Move. Because you're not killing it, honey. We need death. And you try to stop it, right? Oh, I hate when it's warm and bugs come in here. Oh, it's almost summer. Thanks for reminding me. Or almost spring. Because winter was ugh. Especially winter in Texas. What a mess. All right. I'm back. (laughs) All right. For the last topic. 
Back for the last topic. Uh, be present. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Being present is important in anything. If you're not present, you can't have a one-way friendship. Yeah. And I feel like that's really what it all boils down to. Even the whole prioritizing or treating it as serious as dating thing. Like, you can't have a one-way friendship. Like, you have to make deposits Mm -hmm. and withdrawals the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to deposit something in order to withdraw something. So, like, if you find yourself going through a lot Mm -hmm. and you have a friend that, like, you know, always leans on you when they're going through things naturally they're probably the first person you're gonna call when you're going through something because you're like bitch (laughs) of course the time has come return the favor like and it's not like you owe me for real but it's like you just expect that because you know when you were going through it you know i was there for you and we had good conversations so i'm hoping that you can help me out through what i'm going through type deal so um you just have those moments and you never know when they're going to creep up on you. Like, so I think that's why it's important to be present because you never know when you're going to really need to lean on your friends. Yeah. And sometimes that'd be all you got. Like for real, like when I was in Denver and I like became estranged from like my adoptive family and stuff like that, like my friends are all I had. Yeah. And I started reaching out to my friends way more than I had before. But like, also it was like, my friends understood. They were like, I get it. I get what you're going through. So, like, I don't forget those moments of being able to call people and talk to them because I was lonely and didn't have anybody to spend Christmas or Thanksgiving with for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I appreciated the people who answered the phone, even though they were with their families, because they knew I was by myself. Yeah. So, I think being present is super important. I agree. Now, this article, it gets a little, like, in-depth, and it's like, Listen and notice things about your friends. Take notes. Remember the names of folks in your friends' lives. The take notes thing, when I gift gift, when I give gifts to my friends, that is where I really show them that I have been listening. Other than that, I'm not really taking too much notes about my friends. Like, yeah, I might be writing and reflecting on stuff and might, you know, mention how we've changed or grown or whatever but it's not like i'm really trying to remember all of the stuff we do know if a lot of the friends that i have the genuine relationships we know our families we that's just naturally part of the conversation like you know sister did this brother did that i did that like it's just naturally so it it definitely is you know helpful to know that and then the last is to Think about a few things you'll like to talk about with your friend before you get together. That kind of happens. We we have some things sometimes that when we as soon as we get on the phone, we like, did you see this? Did you hear that? But then sometimes we got moments where it's just like, how was your day? Like, let's just start with the basics and see what we build on from there. So, um, yeah, it is nice to be present. It is. It takes work. It's not something that you know you can just hope happens. Especially if you guys aren't in the same place. And even if you are in the same place, still might not cross paths with that person ever. So, you know, you have to be um, intentional about being present for that friend. Yeah. All right. And our affirmation for today. Okay. Is I am constantly growing and evolving into a better person. 
I am constantly growing and evolving into a better person. I like that. I like that. I mean, yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> yeah, something how I, that's how I feel every day. And I definitely think about ways that I can make my life better and things around me better. So I love it. Yeah, I think for me, it's just like making sure I'm taking advantage of like the opportunities that are in front of me Mm -hmm. to help me progress to where I want to be one day. Because it can get easy to be like really stuck in one spot if you get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And like I'm comfortable. I done managed to get a little budget (laughs) and stick to it, you know, like pay bills on time. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? I was able to invest in the podcast, like, and do things. Like, so it's like, it feels really good and like, it's scary the idea of like, you know, maybe switching my role at work to something else or like changing what type of relationship I'm in yet again. Or, you know, like, family is going to be changing and becoming different and stuff like that. Like it's easy to just want things to stay the way that they Mm -hmm. are because it's like, I finally have gotten to a plateau. Like it has been so uphill (laughs) and now that it's not, I am trying to chill for a second, (laughs) but like, it's like sometimes you get that second to chill. And then other times it's like, you got to get right back up because here comes comes more and more opportunities. Yes. Yeah. So constantly growing is important and evolving is a great way to like think about it because like you got to take those steps for future you to be able to be extremely comfortable. And it doesn't always feel like good and easy. Like it can be uncomfortable and you have to be okay with that too. Oh gosh. On that note, <laughs> that is another episode of Gentrification. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't know if we put this video up or not. We'll think about it and see what Let's we discuss. How we feel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram at Gentrification Pod. Email us at gentrificationpod at gmail.com. Like us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Bye. Bye.